Hello and welcome to Meet Our Makers, an artist interview podcast produced in association with Beats Per Minute. I'm your host, Jeremy J. Fassett. On this episode, we get to meet Merrick Long. Merrick is a singer, songwriter, and guitarist who makes up one half of the indie rock band The Dodos. The Dodos have just released their newest record, Grizzly Peak, and in this chat, Merrick and I talk quite a bit about the themes of the record, the mood of the record, as well as the intention of the record, which, as Merrick describes it, goes back to his original intention for the band in general. We also talk about Merrick's relationship with music and this band, and even his own chosen instrument of guitar, and how that relationship has changed over the years to become what it is now. We also talk about how his recent difficulties with arthritis have impacted his relationship with this instrument and with making music. All of this while Merrick simmers a nice vegetable soup. So please enjoy, and thank you for listening. This is me meeting Merrick Long. Should I be starting a video, or are we just doing uh, we, Yeah, no, we can. It's, I usually leave it up to you guys. So, hey. Hey. <laughs> so, thank you for uh, coming in today. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, thanks for having me. That's uh, quite a background you got there. Yeah. <laughs> With my, Definitely beats mine. My, my PJ Harvey behind me. <laughs> right on. Um, so, how are you doing? How, how are you these days? Uh, pretty good. I'm currently making vegetable soup and <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> Could definitely be doing worse than that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, <laughs> yeah, the weather just changed. It's like the first days of fall. So it's got that, that, that chill in the air. I mean, like it's California, so I'm, I don't know. This kind yeah. of, really, yeah. <laughs> Are you in a San Francisco area? No, um, I live in Oakland. Okay. So. Yeah, we're over in uh, Connecticut, so it's been fall for a little a little while here. <laughs> um, so how have you, uh, first off, how have you been? Like, how have you been this year, like, in general with everything that's been going on? Um, <laughs> I guess, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question, except that it's been... <laughs> a different year, a lot of like new things for me. Um, mm. There's a, like we got, I got a dog, as you can hear. A pandemic dog? <laughs> it was like right before the pandemic, <clears throat> excuse me. We got her like right before and then that happened and it was perfect. Um, yeah, we kind of lucked out. Mm. It was like, it was weird. It was like that weird time, period of time where like nobody knew like what, like what was allowed. So there was, there was like a period of time where like even the, like I wasn't sure if I was allowed to like take the dog to like meet other dogs or if things were going to spread yeah. through like dog sniffing. But then <laughs> after, but like once we got past that, then she was like the, this awesome excuse to like leave the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been, a, it's, it's been weird. I don't know. It's really hard to, I, I try not to like even think about that question because yeah um but i mean i guess recently there's been some i've been like really 
getting into like production and running engineering sessions alongside of like putting out this record. So things have been kind of like exciting in a new way in the last few months for me. Um, Good. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, uh, things have been all right. Um, I'm also a high school teacher, so I've been like in the thick of oh man the education side of things. Yeah. Um, so that was that was tough. Um, but it's kind of rounding a corner, I think. Um, you know, since vaccinations have come out and uh, we're still masked in schools, but it feels different than last year. Last year was pretty rough. Last school year was pretty rough. Yeah. Were you were students not attending and it was all Zoom? Um, yeah, it was kind of mixed. The school I was in, um, I know every school kind of did it a little differently, but the school I was in had um, quote unquote hybrid learning. So some yeah. kids were home and some kids were in person. But so you, we had to like double teach. We had to teach to the kids in front of us at the same time as like joining a Google Zoom meet or whatever. And it was kind of annoying. <laughs> I can't imagine, man. That's yeah. Yeah, that it felt, it. you know, there are, there are some teachers who say it was like a lost year like a missed year um and i don't think that's entirely fair it's not like we did nothing we didn't like it's not like we accomplished nothing but it was right. a, it was a very very tough year yeah. for the kids too it was really um tumultuous in a lot of ways so but it's 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 okay this so far this year it seems a little bit a little more hopeful anyway was there stuff that you like i'm assuming that you probably were in a situation that you didn't expect yourself to be in and <laughs> Was there anything that you learned as a teacher like last year that you're bringing into this year that's like, oh, okay, this is actually a better way to do things or? Um, I think a lot of the stuff that a lot of us are bringing in is that we had a huge increase last year in sort of just the sort of emotional component of school and kind of like connecting more with kids on a personal level and giving them a chance to connect with each other. And I think that was more important than ever last year. And it just kind of was like, well, this is always important. Right. So I think we should just keep doing this. Yeah. Um, so I think that's been something that we've carried over, just like a, fo a big focus on connectedness and empathy and all that stuff, that's which awesome. helps, which helps with education as well. I mean, it helps with, you know, if they feel more comfortable, more connected to school, then they, they learn a little bit better. So. Yeah, totally. I, I was on the flip side of that. I mean, not, I don't have a teenager, but I have a five-year-old and she was four last year. And um, we were doing like Zoom education. And was, yeah, I, I don't know how they did it for the young kids. I, I mean, don't know how yeah. in the world. It was definitely like when you say waste of a year, it was definitely like not, it was just like something to do, you know? And mm -hmm. um there was, there was like some positives, like halfway through, I mean, it was really tough and really like, it was basically like all of a sudden it was like kind of like homeschooling, but like, but we, yeah, but like not really, <laughs> but like there were some good things, like as a parent, you're kind of like wondering what your kid does at school, you know, like, especially yeah, when they're that true. young, like the first time you like drop them off, you're like, okay, see you later. I hope you don't like bite some other kid or whatever and like this now you're like there with the teacher and i'm sure it's hard on the teachers too to like have to like you know quote unquote perform like in front of all these yeah. like parents like that must be <laughs> that must be terrible but um but yeah i think that was cool. that was definitely more with the kids the little kids um because yeah. i know a lot of parents were with their kid while they were actively in the electronic 
classroom. But we did have parents who, you know, they'd like walk through the background or like, you know, you'd get an email like I was overhearing, you know, my daughter's English class today. And it's, it's, it was super strange. It was very, it made you more self-conscious in both a positive and negative way. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Like, I think it, it made me like watch out for myself more, but also I paid more attention to like what could be better or right, right. et cetera. So it, there were pros and cons. You could find silver linings if you want to, but it was a, yeah, it was a tough year. And I do, I do not envy the elementary and early education teachers. They had it rough. Oh God. Yeah. So kudos to them. For sure. For sure. <laughs> so for him and- <clears throat> yeah, really. Um, so you did mention uh, this record being your, new Dodo's record um, with Logan as the Dodo's Grizzly Peak, which is out, I believe, November 12th. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Yeah, on Polyvinyl. Um, Your fourth for Polyvinyl. And I guess I'm just curious right off the top. I did listen to it a little bit. Um, I'm curious how you think this record is uh, different than or expands upon kind of what you guys have always been up to as a band. Um... Yeah, I mean, this record has, like, a lot of, like, backstory, like, more so than any other record Mm -hmm. um, we've ever done. Like, partially because we took a long time making it, but also it just, it had, like, I had, like, this whole manifesto, all of these goals, all of these, like, there was a lot of big ideas behind it. Um, So that was different the ideas themselves weren't necessarily new. It was kind of like revisiting some old ideas. I mean, it was, it was basically going back to the original intention of the band, um, which was like a really simple concept. Like the idea for this band was like a, it was like a really just basic small thing. Like it, it, it wasn't even about like writing songs. It was like, I wanted to just make a band that it like took the sound of an acoustic guitar and just like made it louder and and presented like a song as if you were listening to an acoustic guitar being played very aggressively, like really close to your ear. And just like the the, the presentation of that through other instruments, like a, a, a drum kit or whatever. And, and that that's like, that was like the basic idea. And throughout, you know, I guess 10, 12 years now, whatever it's been, you know, we've kind of like revisited that idea off and on and sometimes straight away from it. And then this was kind of like, you know, this was pre-pandemic, but I was definitely feeling like, how should we do another record? Do I want to do another record? Like, why would I do another record? (laughs) And I just was like, okay, if I, if I never do another Dodo's record, like, am I going to regret that? Is there anything that I didn't accomplish or didn't attempt to accomplish? Um, that you know that I could before I sign off and so that was sort of yeah that was the beginning of like oh well there there are all these like sonic things that I touched on or tried for but never really like dug in and like saw for myself whether it was possible or not or gave it my all to like try and sort it out and so that was yeah um that was the the idea so it's like a it's a rehashing of old stuff um but definitely felt like reinvigorated to like to go back to that original idea um i mean i was super super like amped like i when i would talk about it 
I mean, people thought I was crazy. I would just be like, and it's going to do this. And I'm like, it's just like, you know, I was obsessed. Um, but yeah, I was kind of like just wanting to do right by the band. So is that, in, is this like in case of evacuation, in case of like the dissolution so that you've, you felt like you've done it or, yeah. or is this just like, okay. Totally. And also, I mean, at the time when I was like sort of messing around with toying with the idea of, of doing another record, like I was having arthritis kick in my mm-hmm. fingers and like, you know, things that I could do years ago, I felt were really difficult to do. And I was like, okay, the, you know, there's, there's a termination date of this and there's a time, you know, there's a clock. So um, yeah, who knows? I, and who knows what was, what, what would happen? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask about that. Cause you did mention that this record has a bit more backstory and it's true. I mean, I've been following you guys since probably visitor, maybe, um, maybe it was the one after um, it's been a while. And so, your records don't usually come with like this long backstory. Um, but this one does have a lot about your um, early kind of stage of arthritis and how that kind of changed how you were starting to play. And uh, so, yeah, I was wondering if this record was almost like a swan song for that style. Yeah. Cause you do still, you do, it does sound like a Dodo's record. I mean, it still sounds like you're playing pretty much how, how we've come to know you as a player. Um, but there are some changes. Yeah, I mean, I um, I would hope that it would sound the same. It def- I mean, it was one of those things where I took a very long route to kind of get to the same place. Um, there's a lot of like sonic things happening that, you know, you probably wouldn't know if I didn't tell you. Um, and a lot of that was just like trying to figure out a way to make the guitar sound like this. And, and I mean, really like trying every single possible combination I could think of so that I could be like, okay, cool. I tried that. Like that doesn't work. And just, it was just a process of elimination of like every single guitar I could find, like finding the right one and just all being pretty like, um, yeah, pretty, uh, what's the word? Just systematic about it. But, um, mm. but in the end, what it sounds like is it's, I think it just sounds like another Donuts record there, with maybe like a little bit more detail and, uh, and um, definitely more thought put into it, but it, it doesn't sound that different to me. And I mean, that wasn't yeah. the goal. It was just, the goal was to just try and make it sound more of a Dodo's record, um, more Dodo's than any Dodo's record. Well, yeah, I mean, you did mention that a lot of the fuel behind this record was going back to your original sort of square one and seeing like, okay, well, what does that look like for us now? So in a sense, it kind of makes sense that it sounds maybe like the Dodo-iest Dodo record (laughs) yet. Yeah. Um, But you, but there are other things. I mean, like this record I noticed has a bit more in the way of like additional instrumentation. Like there's uh, quite a few tracks with pretty, um, sharp, like jaunty string sections, mm-hmm. um, like on uh, Annie or Eyes Open. Um, I read that you kind of dabbled with the piano, which I think we hear on Atlantic. Um, and then also there's Sustainer, which is kind of almost like a stripped back, really bare bones, kind of almost like a Merrick solo song. Um, and then your last record, even Certainty Waves, was was 
was quite electronic. It had more beats than usual. Um, so it seems like you two have been, you and Logan have been trying to sort of move a little bit out of your comfort zones in some ways over your recent output, I would think. Um, Unless it's an accident. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's funny because like in terms of comfort zone, this is definitely my most comfortable, like mm. every single, but I've also never recorded. I've never been so involved in the recording and the production as okay. and the mix. I mean, everything like this was the most that I sort of adopted all of the, all the different um, part responsibilities or whatever. And so it was really like every sound was very much like in my, my wheelhouse or hen house or <laughs> dog house. I don't know. Um, yeah. So when you talk about, when you bring up like, you know, extras like strings and piano, I think the reason why those don't sound so out of character to me, or they're, they're sort of, like I say, they're more, they're in my comfort zone is because one of the limits that I wanted to put on this record was, you know, I just, we had done certainty waves and before certainty waves, I had done a, uh, pretty much all synth record under the mm -hmm. moniker fan. And so I wanted to get back to organic instruments. I wanted to feel like every sound was something that was being struck or hit. Like I really wanted those transients to be part of the sound or in it, like absolutely imperative to the sound. And that also harkens back to like the nature of the band. It's just like, seeing the this acoustic guitar piece of wood with strings on it as a, a percussive instrument i mean it is a percussive instrument but but to really like approach it that way and you know all of those things you mentioned the piano and the strings they're they i think of them percussively and they have that i mean they're all strings piano and, and guitar and, and and violin um they're all string instruments and they're all being plucked and it, there's like that, that quality of it is really important to me. And that was really an important like limitation um, to put on the mm. instrumentation of the record. And, you know, there's sounds on there that are sounds, they sound like synths, but there's no synths on the record. All of the sounds are derived from, from acoustic instruments. So they're all, most of it's derived from the acoustic guitar actually. And that was sort yeah. of an early limitation that I put. And um, I'm starting to repeat myself. So I think I, I think I answered, hopefully answered your question. <laughs> yeah. And it is interesting that you mentioned you have more than the guitar in here, but it is all, it's all percussive instruments. I mean, it, none of it is, you know, I, think, I don't think there's any woodwinds. Like there's no air. It's all very tactile. <laughs> right. There's, there's no air. Yeah. Just me. It's a pretty, you know, that I didn't think that it's a pretty airtight record. I mean, it's like, <laughs> You know, the production, the way you guys play. I mean, you and Logan have long been known for your very percussive styles. And I mean, you mentioned the sound of the guitar being hit. I mean, you can hear that as far back as your earliest songs. Um, so I think that makes sense that you wanted to make a record that was basic, almost a percussion record to some degree. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a quality of this band. It's a quality that I... I look for in all instruments. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of branching out now more, but in my most dodozy comfort zone mindset, I want everything to sound like a drum. Like mm. that's why we added vibraphone to the band on the second, the, the record after visitor um, time to die that, that right. you mentioned or didn't mention, but like <laughs> I, 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 kept, I caught it after, but it was too late. Um, 
Yeah. Like I, like when we decided to add vibraphone, it was because of that was to me, that was like the personification or like of like the perfect instrument. It's like something you hit with a mallet and it carries (laughs) harmonic information. And, you know, I found out after adding a vibraphone to an entire record that like, it actually doesn't really work the way that way. Like probably what (laughs) I would have, would have been better is probably like a marimba, but marimba's like has such a mental connotation i feel like it would just kind of destroy the the record but anyways yeah like everything's been about that it's like i I just want i want things to be hit i don't know why (laughs) so then with your last record and then also you mentioned the fan record which i thought was uh, a really interesting detour for you to take especially from people who were much more familiar with your more acoustic work um then what do you get out of making that more synthetic stuff and that more kind of abstract stuff like the uh, Barton's Den record? Yeah, I mean, the complete opposite of that, like having playing with sounds that have no attack, that are just everything's, yeah, everything is soft and, or at least like soft on the, when, when at the beginning of the note, the velocities, like just, I mean, the reason why I did that record was because I got an MS-20 and it was like my first like um, synthesizer, uh, like modular synthesizer that, you know, I you just sit in front of that thing and then you just twist knobs and then like, you know, you're just shaping the sound and you, you know, two hours go by and you've just like created nothing but just like <laughs> nonsense. But like that aspect of it, that like sort of it's like kind of like it's sort of the opposite of ambition for me like playing guitar is like so um not ambitious but just so like committed and like directive like everything is just so it feels like every time I play guitar it's like okay like I'm gonna like I don't know like get rid of like some anger some like angry feelings or something. And, and, mm. and sitting in front of a synthesizer, it's just like the opposite. Like, I don't know what's going to come out of this. I, I'm, I'm going to just like do something and it's all an accident and I'll make, mm-hmm. maybe make a song out of it. So I think that being just a break from, from all of that, like um, control, I think that that was the, the reason why I did that. And maybe we'll do it again. I don't know. Do you think there's something there too with, sort of your relationship with the guitar that you feel like when you pick up the guitar, you have to like write a song as opposed to a synthesizer, which is a lot more exploratory for you. Yeah. I mean, my relationship to the guitar is very specific. And I think, you know, this again goes back to like sort of getting in touch with like my original, like the the reason why I started playing music or the reason why I thought that I could play music thought that I could like be in a band and like make a try and make a career out of it it's because of like playing the acoustic guitar it's like the only thing that I've really like found what I guess I would consider my voice in like it always I you know I started on electric and I've played other instruments but there's just something about that where it feels I feel like I know what I want to say and I can, can, I can command it or, you know, I can sort of direct those commands to the instrument and everything else mm-hmm. is just kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing with it. And, yeah. um, and I think some of that was just 
like with this record was just also like sort of being resolved to be okay with that just being like you know what if playing the acoustic guitar is like really all i have to offer the world like then great like i'm just gonna do that and <laughs> and be okay with it well yeah i mean i've also read um some of the uh the press materials for the record um branching off of the stuff about your um feeling arthritis in your hands is that you have had to as you even mentioned already you have kind of had to start changing how you play a little bit um do you think that shifting sort of relationship that inevitable shifting of this relationship with this instrument is at all a positive thing or is it just totally sort of terrifying no i think it's a great thing um okay i have been and just for i mean maybe it's a great thing for me personally like i have this relationship with this instrument i'm very sort of like one track minded when it comes to some of this stuff like you know we've done I guess this would be the eighth record. And I'm very grateful that I've been able to get so much mileage out of this one singular idea, but it is one single idea that I've just been like sort of banging on for 10, 12, 15 years now. Quite so, literally. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I want to listen I want to have a different relationship with music and I've been doing a lot more production and like recording engineering other people's sessions lately. And that's been awesome because it's just, I don't have any, uh, I, I can have a different relationship. I can appreciate different styles of playing. I and mean, most of the time I'm recording somebody and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like there's so many amazing musicians out there. Like this person, like everybody I record, I'm just like, I'm amazed at, and I don't even know if they're really good or not. I'm just, I'm finding the uniqueness in everybody's playing just so interesting and so like kind of like for lack of a better word just impressive like I'm just like mm. amazed at humans and and what they do with instruments but um so yeah I feel like you know I don't know how I don't know what will happen with the dodos or what my style of playing will be but it's it's time for it it's good to, to be appreciate appreciating and diving into other styles and not just doing the same thing over and over again although it's yeah yeah so because of the work that because of the work you make both alone honestly but mostly with the dodos um is so tactile and so musical um i would presume you write lyrics later for the most part is that correct um depends on the song but okay yeah, more more often than not, they come later. Yeah, um, I'm just curious what typically moves you to write a song, like lyric-wise. Like, what inspires you typically? Are you a highly personal writer? Or are you more of a sort of fictional, observational writer? Um, definitely more personal, which is something that, again, like <laughs> trying to diversify or you know do other things that's kind of like just what I've done. And even though I'm trying to, I'm always trying to get away from that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, you know, sometimes the words come early and if it's like a good phrase, then that'll kind of like everything else will sort of fall, fall into place from that. Like, like the song with a guitar, like I knew, like I had the sort of like, I had that line, like, um, 
I guess I'll have to fight you with a guitar. Like that was sort of the first, that was like the first thing that came together and was before the song was written. It's just like, I had this line and knew I wanted it to sound like kind of like tongue in cheek. Um, and so then I, the rest of the song sort of came from that. But um, yeah, just, I don't know. I, I just basically just want to write words that I feel okay saying and I don't want to like get called out on. <laughs> but it's, you know, I've definitely written some terrible lyrics and like, or lazy lyrics, I should say, you know, where it's just like, well, this word, this, this phrase fits here and it rhymes and, you know, it'll get me by to the next phrase that I want to say. But um, I think trying to just get away from that as much as possible. I mean, one sort of a thing that I've put on myself for this record was wanting to make songs that I could just sit down, play on the guitar from front to back, like sing and play guitar. And they would, they would, you know, they would be a song. It would be complete and they would make sense and they would still present something. And mm-hmm. I think doing that helped a lot and just making songs that actually are, are songs, you know, like the last two records I've done before this were, it was really like circumventing like my own thought process because I started to really not trust like my lyrics or like what I wanted to say. It was like, it was almost like I was just trying to say nothing because, mm. because I was too afraid. Like, I mean, that's a really negative spin on it. I mean, the truth is, is that the same idea with the, with the keyboard where you're sitting in front of it and you're just like, I'm going to patch this to this and I'm going to tweak this knob and see what happens. And that was sort of the same approach that I was having with lyrics. It's like, I'm going to take this phrase and put it with this phrase and make weird combinations. And hopefully it'll, you know, be something cool that something that I wouldn't have thought of because of the limitations of, of myself. And this time around, it was like, no, okay. Like, that's cool, but I want to know what I have to say, or I want to know if I can still like put a song together and write a lyric that that makes me smile or you know works. I want to know if I can still write a song. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you ever do you ever go back and revisit your old stuff, or do you avoid it? I do not listen to old stuff. I pretty like much even when you're like prepping like new stuff, you never like go back. No, I mean, the minute I minute a record's done, the minute I get it back from mastering and I sign off, it's like, that's it. I don't, I don't listen to it. Sometimes it'll, you know, by accident, I'll hear it. Um, but which is actually, you know, fun. It's fun to go back and hear something that you did 10 years ago and be like, Oh, right. That's not how I remember it. Or, but yeah, it's, I also, yeah. Like I, I'm the type of person that in the, like in, in a recording session, if I'm singing, like, I'll still just be like, you know, I'll do a bunch of takes and then I'll be like, okay, cool. Like, I don't really want to hear it. Like, I don't want to like, <laughs> I don't want to like have the thoughts that I'm going to have, which are just going to stop. stop. Yeah. You're just going to slow the train. Cause it's just like, Oh no, I'm going to be like tripping out on this part of, you know, whatever. So, so by the time you hear it, there's like no going back anyway. So it doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and also have the idea that like, you know, you do like three or four takes and it's like, well, there's probably a better version of this in there somewhere. Um, it's super non-committal, and, you know, I don't recommend it and <laughs> probably not very brave, but, um, yeah, that's just, that's where, when, when, you know, it's, Everybody has a method, <laughs> or not? Yeah, and I mean, it's not—it's not that uh, obtuse of a method. I mean, there are so many like actors who never watch their own movies, and it's like you just—you do yeah. your work, and then you go home, basically. Yeah, 
there's a I respect that idea though of you know studying people you know I've, I've heard of actors that study you know watch videotapes of themselves over and over again and and it's you know not just because they're super vain but like they they want to like understand themselves and understand their their mistakes or whatever and their craft and I, I definitely respect that I feel like that's that's a a a a goal that I will never perhaps achieve, but um, I think, yeah, looking in the ugly mirror is important. It's good to like take a look in there and <laughs> and face face the facts. So then, do you even ever listen back when you're trying to like rehearse for a live show, or do you just pull on things you know you remember? I just pull. I just pull on things I remember. <laughs> Um, I mean, I will, I will rehearse a lot and I will, I will like, you know, try and fix things and, and, and get detailed, but yeah, it's kind of like, let's just go like, go, go, go. It used to be much worse. I mean, nowadays I'll definitely, I won't like watch anything, but I will be much more, I will hold myself accountable to, to any sort of garbage that I, I do or whatever. Um, and I think that's also because I've just gotten older and I just have, I just, you know, live a little bit more responsibly. Um, but in the early days of touring and the dodos, it was, it was such a, like, I'm not even going to look at that accident. Like, you know, there's just like, <laughs> I can't even look. And um, yeah, I think it's, I, I, I don't think it's, I don't, I don't recommend that. I think it's actually, it, it maybe some people could pull that off, but you know, part of, getting better and like learning and improving and just like getting deeper about like what, whatever you do, like is, is like looking in that mirror. That ugly mirror. Yeah. The one, I don't know. Are there any, I don't know. I, I was just going to ask if there are any Dodo songs that you absolutely cannot remember <laughs> that you wish you remembered how to play. Oh, most of them. I really, oh, really? yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> so many songs I don't remember. This record, I we're just learning right now, and I really like. I'm struggling, man. I don't. Well, you said it was pre-pandemic. It was a while ago. This was made, right? Yeah, and then I also am like really bad at like documenting my own stuff. So like, I do all. I use all these weird tunings, and I don't write them down. So <laughs> I, I literally have. There was one song where, yeah, I had I. I had like a video, there was a video that somebody took on their phone and I was in the background of like playing this riff. And so like, I could see on the video if I zoomed in, like kind of where my fingers were or kind of here. And I think that's what I use to relearn the song. Otherwise it's yeah. literally like, just, it's like, I wish like there was a tablet, like a, you know, somebody written a tablature. <laughs> it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty sad actually. Like sitting here, like trying to figure out my own songs. Have you ever done that? Have you ever looked up tabs of your own songs? Uh, no, actually, but for the, um, I'm supposed to write a tablature. I need to write a tablature for, uh, for one of the songs off this record. Cause I, I think as like a pre order final thing. Oh, okay. Go. I haven't decided what song yet, but. Um, I feel like your tabs are going to be very heady. <laughs> I, yeah. I, yeah. Or maybe know. not. Maybe I'm. Maybe it's deceptive. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I've never had to write this stuff out. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just it's funny to me because you guys probably have at this rate you said around eight albums, 
Visitor was pretty long. Otherwise, tend to be in an hour in the 10 song. You probably have almost 100 songs under your belt as the Dodos. So odds are you're going to forget some of them. Yeah. And some of them are just not even like really playable. Um, mm. There was a song, there were a couple songs off of Time to Die that I thought it would be really cool and really like original to take a guitar and put all um e strings on so it's just like it's basically a guitar that would that wouldn't last because the tension is so strong that it's just like bending it but i've thought that it would be cool like i was thinking of that band the uh the presidents of the united states of america mm. and they mm-hmm. they had like i remember they played i think they played they had two guitars and they had their regular size guitars but they put bass strings on and it was only like two strings and I actually really dug the way that sounded like it was um, super direct, but so, yeah, I thought that would be a good idea. And then I basically just made those songs impossible to play um, for the rest of my career. <laughs> Never to be played again. Did you, you probably didn't even play them on tour for that record. No, we did. I brought this guitar like oh, wow. for those songs and yeah, it was a total, like, it was terrible. It was like, you know, we'd set up, like, we get the sound with, like, we'd get the sound set up for, like, a normal band, like, with normal guitars, and then I would pull out this guitar, play it through the same amps, like, the same exact setup, and it would just be, like, just totally sound like garbage. Um, oh, well. Oh, well, yeah. It's, it's, it's been long forgotten, along with how to play those songs. Yeah, right. Even if you had that guitar, who knows if you'd even know how to play them anymore um you do have a tour lined up for this record right this new one Uh, yeah we're doing some a few dates right um so is it is it still interesting for you as a duo to like the ones you do remember how to play to go back and and kind of revisit those songs in front of an audience is that still something you guys kind of find um value in for yourselves um yeah i think so I'm I'm definitely more excited to play the new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we kind of have our 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 old standbys, um, but I think this tour is going to be um, we're going to be going like going back to kind of bare bones and and doing a stripped down version of of all of our songs because I feel like the novelty of two people of this musicians playing together is sort of back. Um, at least certainly mm. for myself, like the last tour we did, we had backing tracks and we had a bunch of MIDI on stage and it was like, it was cool, but it's not the same as like just having no click track and just having to like, you know, um, hone in on the, 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 who you're performing with. So I, I think we're just going to like rely on that. So it's going to be really simple, um, not a lot of bells and whistles and just try and play really well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so we've arrived at our lightning round of oh, questions. I, I didn't know. Um, <laughs> I'm also like, yeah. really, I, I want to drink this, but I'm, I don't know if this is on screen or not, but it's like, Oh, I'm I will to be drinking this green juice, but I don't, it's fine. What is it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't drink green juice, but uh, it's, <laughs> it, it, it appeared it's there. Yeah, it appeared. 
Um, okay, so yeah, these are just three random questions uh, that I try to end interviews with because I realized after my first few that ending them is sort of weird. So this is a different way to do it. So first question, um, what's the best rainy day album? Um, or the first that comes to mind at least. I wish I were an eagle. Um, by uh, Bill Callahan. Yeah, that's a good one. All I feel like all his stuff in Smog as well would work well for a rainy day. Totally. That one in particular, that holds like a pretty heavy thing in my mind. But it just, whenever I turn that on, it just feels like I'm allowed to like sit still. And Mm. yeah, time just feels like it slows down, which is a good thing to go with the rain yeah that's like how i feel about like all the all grouper records too right was harris's stuff um what is your favorite scent my favorite scent um, yes oh man is it the green I, juice right in front yeah. of you <laughs> i actually have a really terrible sense of smell um oh no that's okay. but i mean i guess it would Man, why is that? That's like the that's like the one that's <laughs> the most. I'll just have to go with God. Well, right now I got vegetable soup on, mm. and there's definitely just simmer, simmering away, simmering away. I've been actually like a little bit distracted because it looks like it's gonna like. I don't know if it's like I think it's be uh, above a simmer, so I think it's not gonna be. Mm. Uh, as good as it could be. Um, but I'm smelling, uh, I put mint in, in the soup, which was not, not a usual thing. It's just, I had mint and I was like, I don't know where else I'm going to use this. So I threw it in there and it's, it's, it's leaching out pretty good. Mm. Sounds delightful. (laughs) Um, and then finally, what is, uh, what would be your go-to late night food? Ooh, Late, late night. Like post-tour or 1 a.m. You need a snack. I I am a late night eater. Like my partner was making fun of me last night. Like, because I just like, I was already in bed. And like, there was no reason to get up and eat. Like there was nothing going on. It was like, (laughs) the thing to do was to go to sleep. But instead I just like got up and I went into the kitchen and I just like, stuff like handfuls of tortilla chips in my in my face and <laughs> she was calling me a hamster on a wheel um I, I so yeah like anything i mean i get i don't know i get like really hungry at night but um late night snack you know what my go-to is is i make whenever i'm hungry i just make egg tacos because <laughs> i always have the stuff to make them they're super easy. I can make them in like, you know, three minutes and they're always, they're like never not delicious. It's just hmm. a tortilla and it's one pan. Just like tortilla, melt some cheese, take the tortilla out, fry an egg, dump the egg in the t- and then you're, you're done. Some hot sauce. and yeah. Wow. It's like kind of healthy too. It's just like protein and yeah. it keeps you yeah. up though. I feel like that would keep you awake. <laughs> yeah. It's basically breakfast. Yeah. Breakfast at, at like one in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> breakfast before bed. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, in the middle of bed. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, you know, you need you need sometimes to to get that snack to to finish the rest of your your sleeping pattern. Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, so new record, Grizzly Peak is out on November twelfth. I believe this will be out probably just before or just after that. So if it's out already, people go listen to it. It's out November 12th on Polyvinyl. Thank you, Merrick Long, for talking to me. I really appreciate you taking this time out today. Thank you. Have a good rest of your day. Enjoy your soup. I will. I will. Thank you very much. All right. Take care. You too. Bye.